Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the Epiphany of the Lord. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and those who are returning home to our parish community. Because of the Delta variant's community spread in Allegheny County and the latest recommendation of the CDC, we are asking parishioners and guests to please mask up again. For those who wish to continue physical distancing, you can be seated in the designated area in the church where the pews are marked with ribbons. Assisting us today as our lectors are Joe Colia and Mary Pakatinskis. Our altar server is Paul Kuchta. I am your cantor, Ann Payne. Our organist is Bill Brinzer. And our celebrant is Father Michael Stumpf. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Immaculate Mary, number 886 in the Blue Hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everyone. As we're gathering, we continue to celebrate the Christmas season, and of course, uh, this has been a very unusual Christmas season liturgically because it has been very compact, right? So as we gather today, of course, this is the 1st of January, which is the uh, solemnity of Mary, the mother of God, but because it has been on the weekend um, and it is actually not considered a holy day of obligation, and actually tonight as we gather, we're not actually celebrating that, although we are a little bit. <laughs> Today, and because it's the vigil for tomorrow, which is the Epiphany, we're celebrating the Epiphany. So if that didn't make any sense to you, we're celebrating the Epiphany. That's all that you need to know right now. As we gather, trusting the power of God's love revealed within our humanity, incarnate in who we are as God's people, we know that God's uh, celebration of life, love, and dignity is filled by God's mercy. And we ask that mercy as we begin. Lord Jesus, you are Son of God and Son of Mary. Lord, have mercy. 
Christ Jesus, you are the light to all nations and people. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the word of God revealed to us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Gloria, Gloria, 
gathering our prayers together, let us pray. May the splendor of your majesty, O Lord, we pray, shed its light upon our hearts, that we may pass through the shadows of this world and reach the brightness of our eternal home. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Let us be seated and attentive to the word of God. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light, and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow, for the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you, dromedaries from Midian and Ephah, All from Sheba shall come bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. 
peoples praise you. May God still give us his blessing, that all the ends of the earth may revere him. May God bless us in his mercy. May God bless us in his mercy. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to the people in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and we have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, 
he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. If you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Who is God for and how is God revealed? Who's God for and how is God revealed are foundational questions of almost every religion throughout the ages. And we, as we gather for the celebration of the epiphany, the revelation of God in God's light to God's people, have some very particular answers to those questions of who God is for and how God is revealed. But they may surprise us a little. The answers we receive today as we're celebrating in this Christmas season, this feast and celebration of the Epiphany, God is for everyone, and how God is revealed is certainly in the light of Christ Jesus, but is also revealed in other ways. We hear in today's scripture passages uh, very encouraging and challenging meanings of God's revelation as well as who God is for. In today's gospel passage, we hear Matthew's account of the incarnation. And remember, there's only two accounts of the incarnation or nativity stories. One is found in Luke and the other is in Matthew. These stories, although they have a few similarities, are actually quite different from one another and are actually revealing something unique for each gospel writer for the purpose of their 
community. And so, once again, in Luke, we have oftentimes most of what we put in the nativity scene, right? We have the revelation to shepherds by angels. We have the shepherds traveling. We have Mary found in a stable and because there was no room. We have Jesus lying in a manger. We have angels glorifying God in the highest. That's all from Luke's gospel. None of that is in Matthew's gospel. <laughs> None of it. Matthew's gospel and the revelation of Christ Jesus in the incarnation and the nativity story has this long litany of um, generations that lead up to Jesus, have an angel appearing to Joseph saying, don't be afraid, this is a very unique pregnancy that Mary has, and then we have Mary being born, Mary being born, excuse me, we have Jesus being born, and then we have the Magi. That's all we have in Matthew's gospel. Right? We have Magi and Herod and this conflict and then them fleeing to Egypt. That's Matthew, that's not in Luke. You following that? So, so today, as we're celebrating Epiphany, of course we hear of the Magi. Now, the Magi, when we call them kings, is actually probably a Latin mistranslation. Isn't that fascinating? So we call them three kings. Magi is actually probably a mistranslation. Probably it should have been uh, M-A-G-O-I. So Magio or something like that, right? Magioi. <laughs> Mages, right? And so it's plural, but it's kind of a mistranslation. And because really what they were, what we know, is that they were astrologers, they came from the east, it said. We don't know how many. We, we don't know what they looked like. They probably were of, if they were mages or, or, or magi, they were probably from a priestly class. They were probably from the area of Persia. They most likely were uh, of a priestly class, or actually, believe it or not, we would actually say much more today, we would say like, sorcerers or magicians. That's, what we, that's really who they were as they're coming, right? And so they're the ones to whom the Christ child is first revealed. And notice what happens in the contrast. You have foreigners coming from a different religion, coming from a, a, a seeking of creation and astrology, and you have Herod, and Herod is actually a Jew. Although he's in power by the Romans and is kind of a Roman puppet in the, in the Roman occupation, he is a Jew and should be one who is seeking the Messiah. And you have that contrasted. And he's not even willing, after the Magi come, to actually go and search for the child at all. He tells them, you go search for him, and then you come tell me. So there's this crazy contrast. And so in Matthew, in the celebration of the Epiphany, and the Magi coming, whom is to, or for, who's God revealed? To who God is revealed? God is revealed, and God is supposed to be revealed, the light to all peoples and all nations. And how is God revealed? Of course, through Christ Jesus, of course. But that wasn't all. Whoever these Magi were, also were drawn to this, through their study of the cosmos, through their understanding of the signs and the movements of time and stars and creation. 
So how is God revealed? In strange ways. Not just through what would be considered the traditional religion. And certainly not just through Judaism. Because Herod didn't quite get it, right? So that is the revelation of today. You know, the other thing that we hear in today's readings, that we heard Paul proclaim, he said this. He said, as it was, has, it's not been the same as it was revealed in the past. The stewardship has been given me by grace, and Gentiles are co-heirs of the same body. Right? And he says one other thing, you know, like the, of, of the kingdom of God and of the gospel, Gentiles. Now, I know that doesn't, we take that for granted right now. But in that time of Paul and those first several generations of Christians, th that would have been a shocking revelation. That, that someone who is non-Jewish someone who's not from the same roots of Jesus Christ himself, that the revelation of the gospel in Jesus is for them and for all peoples. That would have been a shocking statement from Paul. And he says part of the same body, heirs of the same gospel, the same good news, and co-heirs, sons and daughters of God, just like the Jewish people were, a part of the same covenant, if you will. And so those revelations are encouraging and challenging for us as they were for the people in the Christ time and in the gospel writing, the community of Matthew, and for those who Paul uh, established the community, the first Christian communities. And so who's God for and how is God revealed? God is for all people and God is revealed not only in the ways of religion, <laughs> but in other ways, in strange ways, in beautiful ways. And really, anybody who's out there seeking the truth, however it's manifest, you know, um, even to, to those of us who are Christians and Catholics, we can learn from the truths of others for sure and how God is revealed. Each, uh, each year, um, in actually for the last 55 years on this day for uh, the new year uh, the, and actually the feast of Mary, Mother of God, there's been uh, each of the popes, the last four popes, have written something uh, called a World Day of Peace message, right? World Day of Peace. And they usually do so, they take, kind of take a topic and they talk about some aspect of peace. It started uh, by Paul VI after the Second Vatican Council, and it's been carried by each of the popes since. And so um, Pope Francis, of course, um, has, has offered another, I don't know how many for him, however long he's been in office, but he's given another World Day of Peace message. And, and so I just want to share a little bit about that with you. But before I do that. You know, it's, it's fascinating. One of the things that kind of uh, stirs up the church and I think the world with Pope Francis, and I, and I, heard, uh, I heard a journalist actually say this, you know, um, we are so used to church speak, 
when it comes to popes and bishops, right? Do you know what I mean when I say church speak, right? I'm talking about like uh, religious cliches and speaking from theology and doctrines and quoting, you know, all of the popes of the past. And, and, and so we're used to that kind of language coming from our popes and bishops, right? And I think the one, one of the reasons why Francis stirs everything up is because he doesn't necessarily always speak that way. And as a matter of fact, he kind of, he's pulling out authentic truths and meanings that are not just from the depth of who we are in our Catholic doctrine and faith, which are very, I believe, founded, but, but even beyond that. And so, um, so a journalist was once quoted as saying, the interesting thing about Pope Francis is he says something that's quotable almost every day. <laughs> right? That's a fascinating thing for a pope. Like he has a sound bite, if you will, a, a headline you can pull from some of his words, right? And we know some of those, right? We, because it's been in his, his, his teachings, his, his statements, like, you know, he wants a church and a priesthood that smells like the sheep. You know, the church should not be, should, the church should be like a field hospital, right? For those who have need can come and receive the medicine that they need. Um, you know, he's said all kinds of things. Who am I to judge when it comes to people who are different? And so he, he's, he's really, he has, he has a way of sharing not only our Catholic and Christian truths, but like these authentic human truths as well. And so just a, one of the aspects of his World Day of Peace message, um, he, he offers three things of, of ways of, of building lasting peace, but here's one of them, tying deeply into what we're celebrating today in Epiphany in who God is revealed for and how God is revealed. And one of the ways he talks about is, he talks about it like this. He uses it, the phrase, dialogue between generations to build peace. Dialogue between generations, essential to building peace. All honest dialogue, in addition to positive exchange and views, demands basic trust between particip participants. Dialogue entails listening to one another, sharing different views, coming to agreement, and walking together. Although technology and economic development has tended to sometimes create divide between the generations, our current crisis shows an urgent need for intergenerational participation. Young people need to share the wisdom and experience of the elderly, while those who are old need to support the affection and creativity and dynamism of the youth. Great social challenges and peace process necessarily call for a dialogue between the keepers of memory, the elders, and those who move history forward, the young, each willing to make room for the other and not insist on monopolizing the entire scene by pushing their own immediate interests as if there was no past or was no future. Pope Francis offering a very practical, <laughs> a very uh, uh, a way of showing how, if you will, one of the ways we can talk about how Christ is revealed and for whom Christ is revealed. And certainly, probably more so than ever, we need to strengthen a dialogue between generations. 
Of course, the beautiful thing about me is I have the ability of standing kind of between them. I'm not young and I'm not old yet. <laughs> Somewhere in between. <laughs> so, so that intergenerational dialogue, that listening out of respect and care and love and wanting to learn from one another so that we retain a rootedness and at the same time continue hopes and visions for our future as God's people. For whom is God revealed? It's supposed to be for all people. That takes dialogue. By how, or you know, how is God revealed? Oftentimes in surprising and strange ways from both the depth of our faith and our tradition as well as the possibilities and surprises of truth found in many places. Together, let us please stand and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We too come humbly before our Lord offering our gifts as well as our needs. We bring these prayers of petition. Our response is, Christ our joy, hear our prayer. That the church may be a living sign of God's infinite embrace and inclusive love of all people and creation. We pray, Christ our joy, hear our prayer. For the grace to proclaim your life-giving word to all the world, we pray, Christ our joy, hear our prayer. That the earth may be filled with praise for the living God. We pray, Christ our joy, hear our prayer. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering may be eased by our prayers, we pray, Christ our joy, hear our prayer. We go forth for the grace to make choices that affirm human dignity and environmental sustainability, we pray, Christ our joy, hear our prayer. For all those who have died in our parish community, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. 
Christ our joy, hear our prayer. We remember today all parishioners and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray, Christ our joy, hear our prayer. And please join me in our prayer for unity. We raise our voices to Mary, Queen of Peace, our mother, and to her most glorious Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit and living our covenant. Amen. Please join in singing Away in a Manger, number 448 in the Blue Hymnal. Sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. Accept, we pray, O Lord, our offerings in honor of the appearing of your only begotten Son and the first fruits of all nations, that to you praise may be rendered and eternal salvation be ours, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just, our duty, salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. 
For today, you have revealed the mystery of our salvation in Christ as light for all nations, that when he appeared in our mortal nature, you made us new by the glory of his immortal nature. And so, with all of the angels, thrones, dominions, with hosts and powers of heaven, we sing a hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy to be glorified, O God, for you love the human race and you always walk with us this journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son who is present in our midst when we are gathered by his love. And as he once did for his disciples and so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, we ask you to send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The day was to suffer, the night of the Last Supper. He took bread. He said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. Again, gave you thanks, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, Holy Father, we celebrate the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Savior, whom you led through his passion and death in the cross to the glory of the resurrection and whom you seated at your right hand. We proclaim the work of your love until he comes again, and we offer you the bread of life, the chalice of blessing. 
Look with favor on this oblation of your church, which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us. And grant that by the power of the spirit of your love, we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. Bring your church, O Lord, to perfect faith and charity, together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, the clergy and the entire people you have made your own. Open our eyes to the needs of our sisters and brothers. Inspire us with words and actions to comfort those who labor and are burdened. Make us serve them truly after the example and the command of Christ. May your church stand as a living witness to truth and freedom, to peace and justice, that all people may be raised up to a new hope. Remember all of our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of Christ, all the dead whose faith you alone have known, admit them to rejoice in the light of your face, and in the resurrection give them fullness of life. Grant also to us, when our earthly pilgrimage is done, that we would come to the eternal dwelling place to live with you forever, in communion with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, St. Joseph, her blessed spouse, the apostles, the martyrs, and with all of the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And us Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. We share with one another some sign of Christ's peace and presence among us.
Emmanuel, God with us, behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my heart, but I'm going to say the word of my An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you were present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Please join us in singing What Child Is This? Number 466 in the Blue Hymnal.
few announcements today. Under Taste and See, today's column and today's column in the bulletin, we are sharing information from members of our hospitality ministry. Next weekend, after all the Masses, we will hold our hospitality ministry meet and greet. Please join us this Sunday from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. at St. Mary-on-the-Mount Church as we pray benediction and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. The Blessed Sacrament is exposed for adoration in the sanctuary for in-person or live stream by our YouTube channel. Next Saturday at the 4 p.m. Masses, there will be a special blessing and installation of our new parish pastoral council members. We are planning a special Light Up the World celebration to mark the one-year anniversary of our parish. See today's bulletin for additional information. We will, be we will begin taking down Christmas decorations at both churches next Sunday, January 9th, after the 9 a.m. Mass at St. Adelbert Church and from 2 to 5 p.m. at St. Mary of the Mount Church. Together, let us please stand and let us pray. Renewed by sacred nourishment, we implore your mercy, Lord, that the star of your justice may shine always bright in our minds, and that our true treasure may ever consist in our confession of you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing Hail Holy Queen Enthroned Above, number 879 in the blue hymnal.
the spring through 